microphones and headphones provided by CAD Audio. CAD Audio, expression through innovation. to another episode of Wookie Radio. It is Derek, myself, Mike, and hiding in the Imperial Compound, looking for new secret plans to what might be the last Jedi, is Ken. How's everyone doing? Good. Hey, I'm, d- I'm doing okay right now. No one's found me yet. No, he's not at Lucas Films, but we all wish he was. <laughs> we all wish we were, too. Hey, so. That's one of the hardest compounds in the world to get into. I've tried. Oh, wait. Uh, you didn't hear that. <laughs> hey, Sheldon tried and failed. That's right. Hey, they did it in Fanboys. They actually made it all the way in. This is true. This is true. Great movie, too. We we need to see about trying to get Kyle Newman on the show. Yeah, well, he would do it. He, that, that guy loves the podcast. Oh, yeah. Hey, that's cool. So, let's... I, I think he does a whole series of his own podcasts, too, now. I think so. He I, and J.C. Reifenberg do do a, um, some stuff. I, I need to I need to try to find it and subscribe. I just found Dinner mm-hmm. with the King, which is the Jerry King Lawler podcast, and it's like, okay, I got to oh, start cool. listening. Uh, I've always yeah. loved Jerry Lawler. Anyway, business. You can always email us at wookie at wookieradio.net. Uh, check out the home site, wookieradio.net, and check out our affiliates. Superhero stuff, Ripped Apparel, uh, coming soon, Loot Crate. Um, working on an affiliate deal with Loot Crate. Uh, so check them out. Um, that link's coming up soon. Um, still want to say you want wait till you see some of the cool merch coming from Bio World Merch. They're the ones who did the Adat backpack, uh, Adat driver backpack, the Rebel backpack you see at most conventions. The you know the Rebel pilot one. Um, most of the stuff you see at like Target, you know Harry Potter, you know Marvel, and whatnot. A lot of that's Bio World Merch. Uh, they've got some great stuff. Always have. Um, and definitely should check it out. So, um, trying to think what else. <clears throat> I think that's it, isn't it? Oh, no. I forgot. We're going to be launching a contest soon. I we have. Are? We are. That was a surprise to Derek as well when I told him. <laughs> I have a copy, an extra copy. I don't know how I end up with an extra copy, but I have an extra copy of Star Wars issue number 33 action figure variant. It's the best been guard best been security guard and we will cool. be giving it away haven't figured out exactly how yet details coming soon but keep an eye out on twitter and facebook for that uh but yes a copy of issue 33 action figure variant cover by john tyler christopher it is not signed but nothing says you can't get him to sign it at any convention he'll sign anything um 
So I think that wraps up the business, except for the official trailer. It dropped oh, this yeah. week, and Ken, away you go. Oh yeah, well we've been talking the last couple of weeks about the um, the Luther um, Mark Hamill had dropped the, the has leaked the news somehow that hey if you watch the Monday Night Football for no particular reason the Vikings versus the Bears you might see something I don't know maybe and um, and of course everybody jumps all over it. and yes during the um, movie actually it was right before halftime wasn't it or was it right at halftime I wasn't I watching was, the game when it dropped I wasn't watching either but I believe it was right Me at either. halftime yeah I think so okay well we got the new trailer for the last Jedi. And also, tickets went on sale for the movie. Now, did you guys get your tickets yet? No. Nope. I, I'm just, we're gonna we're gonna go. I don't go opening weekend anymore because um, yeah. it's just nuts at the theater that I'm at. Uh, I'm still w- trying to work with my theater to be involved in the preview night and helping hype up the crowd and help be involved in the in the special event for it. Yeah. Um, I don't know why. You know, maybe because we run a Star Trek podcast. That's per- I mean, it's Star Wars podcast. That's perfect to help promo it. I thought um, it was Battlestar yeah. Galactica. Either way, we all talk about Xenomorphs, right? <laughs> sure. Um, <laughs> Don't get me started. <laughs> Xenomorphs and predators. Um, we uh, so, but so, usually um, we we go Thursday. Or since it's during the holidays, we go Thursday after Zoe's. As soon as Zoe's out of school, and, okay. and, and we'll go. We'll turn it into a family day and, and watch it that Thursday after it opens. And usually crowds are pretty decent. Well, we got yeah. Well, we got our tickets for the um, preview night, and um, Cinemark is doing a fan event thing that they're calling it, which I, I'll be able to give a um, give a pre or an actual review of. I guess it starts an hour early. It has exclusive content. You get trading cards, I guess, a free small popcorn. Um, and then I'm not sure what else is going on with it. So it was like $25 a ticket. So we got those tickets ready to go. Um, yeah, so we're yeah. going to have to come on that week and um, give a review of what what it was they did. You might need to contact your local Cinemark to see about helping host that yeah. Star Wars event. Well, that's I'm going to get a hold of. There's a Regal Cinema that was good with good to us for me and Vern for um, Justice League. I want to talk to them about that because um, they were good to us when it came to Wonder Woman. We actually got the theater one sheet and stuff from them. So cool. I'm going to talk about that, and I may talk to that same theater for Star Wars. I don't know. You might need to have to order a uh, Wookiee Radio shirt for that as well. Well, maybe. Well, where can I get a Wookiee Radio shirt at, though, Mike? Well, if people are interested in a Wookiee Radio shirt, we are going to have a slight variation for for the listeners, but contact me. Um, the shirts are going to be selling for about $75 plus shipping. And with shipping, we're, we're talking uh, medium priority, medium box priority flat rate. So it's like $13, $15. Um, but the shirt's fully sublimated. These guys have seen it in the pictures. You can see it in the pictures of, uh, on I don't remember, it's Weeby Geeks or Wookiee Radio. <laughs> I will get pictures of me in it on Wookiee Radio. Facebook page so you can see it. Well, are these the, just regular t-shirts or? No, these are like a button-down bowling shirt. Okay. Fully Very sublimated. Nice. Fully sublimated and it looks like Chewbacca. Chewbacca's fur or Wookiee fur with Chewbacca's bandolero across it. Now, it's a little exaggerated, but it, it's, it's wider than the actual bandolero, but hey, it's a shirt. Who cares? Yeah. It, and if it I wear great. it, it's wider than the actual Wookiee. <laughs> oh, mine is wider than the actual Wookiee. <laughs> but it looks great. Um, yeah, I'll get. I'll put some post, some pictures up on Wookiee Radio's uh, Facebook page uh, of me in the shirt where I have met Chewbacca wearing it, where I was at Celebration wearing it. So, yeah. 
But shirts are available Fantastic. if anyone is interested. E- just email us at wookie at wookieradio.net. And I'll give you all more information. Cool. So continue on with the trailer before you get yeah. busted. <laughs> Yeah, well, I, I've had to duck a couple times. I've, um, some troopers have come by, so I'm not sure how long I'll be here. But the new trailer dropped on Monday, and it was fantastic, I thought. Oh. Um, it opens yeah, up yeah. interesting. With um, So some of the images that it, the trailer opens up with are very reminiscent of some prequel images. Because the second set, I believe it's the second image you get is Kylo Ren leading a squad of um, first, first Order Stormtroopers. But it's from above his head, and it looks very similar to Anakin Skywalker leading the clone troopers into the Jedi Temple in Revenge of the Sith. Right. Mm-hmm. So it, the people that are saying that the prequels are dead, they may not be as dead as you think they are. But, um, I don't know. Some of the stuff that I pulled out of this trailer, you get, you see a lot of stuff that um, I'm wondering with the cut, how much of it they cut to make it look one way, but it's not. There's a part in there um, where Kylo Ren is, um, you get a lot of great shots of his TIE silencer in battle. Um, yeah. And you get a shot of him flying up into the uh, um, to a frigate, and it looks like Leia's on the bridge of this frigate where this may be the end of Leia. But I'm, or is it just I, I creative don't. cutting to make it look interesting? I think it's creative cutting because they they have been adamant, fully adamant, saying he he's <clears throat> that they're not killing off Leia. Well, that was also before they did the final cut. Yeah, but Ryan Johnson was supposedly saying they are not killing killing her off, even though she died yeah. in real life. They're not killing her off. So even though to me, even though you were seeing it, where it looks like oh crap, gone. Um, it, I think it's she's reacting to maybe a good good chunk of the trailer or a good chunk of the fleet being destroyed or what's there yeah, with her. That's what being I'm thinking too. I almost uh, would rather they actually did. I would rather they did cut it in that um, she dies in the movie yeah. rather than killing her in between the movie somehow, and then you just do it as a one off later. Right. I'd right. rather they did they actually did a cut in the movie to where she ends up dying on the ship. Yeah. They could have done that with the pickup shot for, of something for the end after that. Yeah, well, me personally. you got to give Leia a, send- a, wor- a worthy send-off. This has been our princess for over 40 years. Right. Personally, I would rather almost see her go into isolation and just ride off into the sunset because, you know, and, and, and as Luke comes out of isolation and hiding, because of maybe what happened here, she can't handle the stress of being um, general anymore and, and pretty much the head of the resistance that she just rides off into the sunset to See, go into seclusion herself. That is, that's really, that's against the character of Leia that we've ever known. She's never yeah. backed down from anything. I agree, yeah. The character of Princess Leia would never do that. I, I agree, but we're that's also... That's why it's like, you, would need, you need her to go out in a blaze of glory. Yeah, but that's it, what I would say. Really, if I, you look at the, the big three characters we've always had, they don't have a happy ending. They're, right. they're pretty much, if you look at the just their character and what they do, they're, they're the guys that run into the middle of the battle to, um, to take over things. Now, so far, they've always made it out, but eventually, the luck is going to turn the other way. Look at what happened with Han Solo. Yeah. That's the type of character they are, that they they would not run away from a battle. If something is done, they're going to be jumping in there to do it. Right. So, but, um, I don't know. Some of the other stuff that I picked up, there was, um, I did like the um, the one scene where Chewie takes dinner with him on the London Falcon. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Because Porg is what's for dinner. That Porg battle cry was, he, Chewie gives his battle cry. Let me see if I can find the recreation of it. Um, where would it be? That was kind of close, wasn't it? No. That was pretty close. Try, uh, nope. 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 Yep. <laughs> there it is. 
And then that, and then that pork does his own little thing. It's like, <laughs> I need, I need to see if I can find that with no music. Cause that could be fun. <laughs> yeah. See, I need to, Zoe needs to, to do, find a friend to do a kid's version of a Star Wars podcast. And we call it the, the pork pod. <laughs> Instead of Wookiee Radios, the pork pod. Uh-huh. And it ends with a pork battle cry. Another another thing that I liked that was interesting was we actually got to see get a look at those new uh ad apps. Yes. Yes. <clears throat> but I still if you actually if you look closely, there's some classic ad ads in there with it. Yes, they're yes. smaller, but yeah. they're in there. Yeah. But it, it... <coughs> I apologize, folks. Uh I, I still question though, um what about the movement. I mean, we still don't completely see how they move. Yeah, they seem that to. I'm not sure of. They seem to walk normal in normal walk mode. But if they're quote unquote gorilla walkers, do they run with a gait like a gorilla when they do? Uh, you know, at advanced speed. Mm, that's what I was wondering. And if so, that could be interesting itself. Yeah. So that's what I'm kind of hoping for. If it's does it have that type of that type of run? Mm. So. Um, so that's the questions I have about all that. But but I, I I'm fearing hearing the fanboys going, "Oh great, this is just like Empire." <laughs> I, I, oh, you're going to have people that say that anyway, but this trailer did not feel like Empire at all. No, no. 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 It definitely felt like it was its own um Star Wars film. And yeah, in many ways, definitely. that's the way I felt about Force Awakens as well. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, but the whole, "Oh, it was like a new hope." Well, no, Star Wars, thank you. But Phantom Menace was the same way. Excuse me, you got one of your lead actors or lead characters on a desert planet. They pull them off that planet and take them into space. Hmm. Anakin, Ray, Luke, done. Period. It's there's always going to be similarities amongst the trilogies because they're they're treating each trilogy like a mini uh, movie serial, like back in the yeah. old days. Which was stretched out over nine, twelve episodes. Which this this saga is being stretched out over nine, twelve episodes. But each trilogy is being treated as its own little mini movie sequ- uh, serials. And as we've discussed before, it's not you know Star even a New Hope. Excuse me, Star Wars itself was not you know completely original either. So no, no, I think we talked about it two weeks ago <laughs> or three weeks ago that you know there was some ties to Flash Gordon to Buck Rogers. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh yeah, the you know. What seven or not seven samurai, but some other Japanese movie. There was there was a lot of hidden fortress. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. So, um, anyway, let's continue on with the trailer. Yeah. Um, Well, I got one more thing. I I don't have a lot of time left, but um, another thing that I noticed that um, I really kind of was excited about is this trailer does. If you watch it and watch closely to what they're saying in the background and stuff, this does tease a lot that Ray is going to be a different type of Jedi if she's a Jedi at all. Mm, Yeah. Because you have a lot of it sounds like. and you do see Snoke torturing Ray, um, right. but you get a lot of what sounds like Snoke talking to Ray. Yeah. So I don't know. Does that mean he's going to help train her maybe after Luke sends her away or what's going on with this? Well, it makes seeing this trailer too and how they, you know, push Ray. And of course the, the big, one of the big themes about the prequel trilogy is the chosen one. And you know, they thought maybe it was Anakin. What if the chosen one is actually Ray? See, I've heard that theory also. But, um, See, I, hadn't, I, hadn't, I hadn't heard that theory. 
So I find yeah, it heard, odd that you. I've heard I that have, one before. Yeah. See, I hadn't heard it, so I, now it tells me that I'm. You gotta, I'm thinking along the same lines without hearing it. So well, what? Because yeah. what? Uh, what well, if um like you get like characters like the Bindu and stuff who are neutral? So what if Ray actually is literally going to bring balance to the Force and be a mix of good and evil? Yeah. Yeah. Well, what it is at this point they're redefining some of the stuff because George Lucas said, um, in his opinion, when he made the movies. Anakin is the chosen one. But even in his own movies, Mace Windu and Yoda, when they were speaking in the first one, talk, or talking in the prequels, say how the prophecy could have been misread. Yeah. The chosen right. one may not, and what's the chances that Anakin was the chosen one? But the Force presents a chosen one every so often to uh, bring back, when the Force moves out of balance, it chooses a new person to put it back into balance. So maybe Anakin was the chosen one. He did his job. At this point, the Force starts moving out of balance again, so the Force, so the force generates someone new. Which it in which time it went to to Luke, who who also kind of helped bring Anakin back to to help prophesy, you know, fulfill the prophecy of yeah. Anakin a second time. See, that's where I, that's what I'm thinking. Um, actually, the um Luke was what allowed Anakin to be the chosen one because the cho- the chosen ones to bring balance to the Force. And originally, that idea was that um the Sith are destroyed and the the good side wins. That's the way Luke looked right. at it. Um, so um, oh, the old Anakin or um Anakin could not do that until the love of his son brought him back from the dark side. Because when originally, Anakin didn't do that by destroying the Jedi. He actually threw the Force farther into imbalance. Right. So when he actually th- um, throws off the mantle of Darth Vader and um, kills the Emperor, he that, that's the point at which he does bring balance to the Force. But and he could not do that if it wasn't for the love of his the love of his son. But if there is rumors that Hayden Christensen is in this film as Vader's as Anakin's Force ghost, yeah. who's who's to say he's not bringing balance back again for a third time with Ray? Since Luke is afraid to do it, especially with the comment, That's "I've possible. seen this, I've seen this evil before, or mm. I've seen something this strong before, and I wasn't afraid. Now I am." See, the interesting thing is um, when he says that line, does it show the ruins of it looks like possibly his Jedi Academy Could that be. we know Kylo Ren and the Knights of Ren destroyed. Yeah. So, so it, that, it, he may be referencing um, Kylo at that point. True. Uh, here, here's um, Luke mentions he's only seen that raw, sort of raw strength once before and it didn't scare him enough then. A flashback shows his hand reaching through through rubble presumably caused by Kylo. So now he feels differently. He's already in a withdrawn space so in his fear he boots Ray off Octu. Now the the question is, now that he has fear, are, are we seeing him potentially slipping slipping more dark side or, or, or being more of... I guess the equivalent of a Jedi moderate um, or yeah, force well, moderate that, yeah, by that's... becoming a gray Jedi and, and learning to deal with both the fear and, you know, dealing with a balance of dark side, light side, uh, and always in conflict. Yeah, that's where the, the last point I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make before I got to head out, because I can um, slip out of this place, is um, that I think at this point, we know that um, they've already pretty much said Ray is going to be a, a gray side, a gray. She's going to have some darkness and a little bit of light. But, um, <laughs> Ray the gray. The that Luke, <laughs> Ray the yeah, gray. <laughs> well, Luke, since being on Octu, had learned to um, harness the dark and the light and become gray. So mm-hmm. Luke may be the first of the gray Jedi. Yeah. So, that, so when 
he says that the Jedi must die or the Jedi must end, that it could be um, exactly what um, was a, there was a concept back in the old EU that um, Luke Skywalker was the last of the Jedi, but um, he's not the last of the Jedi. He's the last of the old Jedi, but he's the first of the new, which is what this would actually bring about. Right. He, he is the first of a new type of Jedi. But guys, I got to head out of here so that right. I can try to slip out of this base and make it back home. <laughs> we Good don't luck. need to see his identification. So, uh, I, I think they're oh, getting close to you. Yep. So I got to go. I will see you guys. I will see you guys all next week on um, Wookie Radio. All right. Hurry. They're, uh, they're getting close. There's one. Set for stun. <sighs> oh, watch out. Watch out. I hope Ken makes it out okay. Uh, yes. So, um, well, let's let's hit some highlights from from the trailer. Uh, this comes from StarWars.com, uh, which, of course, we reference quite a bit because, oh, it's the horse's mouth, so to speak. Well, mm, the Sarlacc's mouth. It. The Sarlacc's mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Do that, too, right? Um, and and what, what does Jabba Sentry have to say about that? Oh, don't tell me you're not found. I hate when that does that. Um, go to hit. Yes, I use a soundboard. I go to use it, and it's gone. It's not there. Really? All right. Only thing to be said about this. It's a trap. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> first, um, they say uh, the first point they bring up or first highlight is raw, untamed power. Snoke's opening narration heard while we get our first glimpse of Kylo Ren in the First Order is positively chilling. With just a few words, we get a sense of backstory and what's at stake now. And they have a the picture. I still haven't figured out exactly what that is that they're that he's looking at. Hopefully, we'll obviously we're going to see that in the movie. But but could we? Could my initial thought was could that be a cloning cloning setup? Hmm. I know. Possibly. I'm, maybe. I'm, I'm bringing up those things that make you go, huh? Um, so, second thing. Luke and Rey. You know, Force Awakens ends with Rey reaching out to Luke, his first lightsaber, his father's lightsaber in hand. And now we see somewhat of what happens next. Luke's shock. Rey training with her Jedi weapon and an awesome display of power. But seeing the the mechanics of the hand, it's like okay, what happened to his original articulated hand? I mean, we we mm. know we know the skin had blasted off, but what had happened to now? We're seeing something so so crude compared to what he originally had. I mean, even even cruder to what crude. More crude, there we go, more crude <laughs> than what Anakin had uh, when we see the hand exposed in um, in the beginning of Revenge of the Sith. My guess would be uh, however long he was in isolation, um, you know, not being able to right. properly repair it and stuff. He had to kind of um, make up his own you, repairs as best as he could. You, 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 th- you, you think that's the uh, the handiwork of the teenage non-turtles? <laughs> could be. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, number three, raw strength. Yeah, we said raw, untamed power for number one. Uh, raw strength. Drawing a thematic parallel to Snoke's opening narration, Luke says, I've seen this raw strength only once before. It didn't scare me enough then. It does now. What his wariness reinforced what tragic scenes of a past horror means for Rey? We'll find out. Uh, number four, Kylo Ren and Leia. We watch Kylo Ren in his tie silencer. You know, I loved how that thing kind of reacted a little bit like a pod racer. Oh, yeah. But had the, the sleekness a little bit of a pod racer and, and the tie interceptor, except for right there in the whole cockpit section section where that looked like Vader's TIE fighter. And it was 
so beautiful. Mm. I I have become. I, I was talking to my daughter about it earlier today. I I I think my favorite starfighter, and we're gonna we're gonna turn this into a show topic um, on a later episode. You know, our our three favorite characters, our three favorite ships, um, which you know will be favorite starfighter, favorite fire, favorite ship, and favorite land ship. Um, mm. Might add a fourth in her. I don't know, but definitely the three. Um, the TIE fighters as a whole, whether it's the advanced TIE, the prototype TIE, the TIE interceptor, TIE bomber, regular TIE, the TIEs have been a favorite of mine for a while. Yeah, I mean, I love, the, cool. I love the X-Wings, but it, it's it's something about the TIEs that I've liked as well. So watching Kylo Ren and his TIE silencer speed through battle, which also reminded me a little bit of the, the Jedi Jedi fighters, star fighters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was going to say that. Yeah. Which also look, depending on which version, also look a little TIE fighter-ish as well. Mm-hmm. You know, so was Maul's ship. Maul's fighter was the same way. Um, I like the way it looked from the back, too. Yeah. A resistance cruiser seemingly with his mother on board. Let the past die. Kill it if you have to. He hesitates. And we're on the edge of our seats. I don't think... I still say, I don't think we see Leia die. Mm, we'll see. Uh, and then number five, with a, an outreached hand. Who expected this? That moment that harkens both, or back to both Ray reaching out to Luke and Kylo's offer to train Ray in Force Awakens. It leaves us with a lot of questions. And we'll make yeah. the wait, and we'll make that wait for December 15th feel even longer. That's now, putting it mildly. To me, that looked like it was two different sections of film. I don't think that's the same film uh, scene sequence because it could be could be a, a, a misdirection. I I think it's personally a misdirection because I, I think for for the trailer they're giving they're giving us what we what everyone's wanting and not what's really happening. But then the other question would be how does she wind up in that scene um, with Snoke there? This is true. Or is that actually a scene with Snoke, or is it just clever uh, cutting? I think it's clever editing. Could be. Now, I to go along with these highlights, um, the Nerdist brought up a couple more things. Uh, they bring up the, the raw strength. Um, the... Um, Let's see. Uh, the look on Leia's face as she sensed her son approaching. Yay, Force powers. <laughs> That's the line from the Nerdist. Um, then they bring up, what's, what's with the weird face implant on Kylo Ren? Yeah, I was wondering about that, too. Uh, is He idolizes his grandfather so much. Could he be trying to add machine parts in order to be more like Darth Vader? Mm. I, I think that's... If this is potentially happening early in the film, who's to say that's not um, medical? Yeah, um, and, and they say it's, and they say it's update. An odd. Well, they say update. Okay, this appears to be a space bandage or stitches. Yeah, I was gonna say it's it's a bandage because <laughs> it's an it, it would be an odd placement if he's trying to do that. You know, become like Darth Vader. Like, why would you do, yeah. put? That on your face face like that, yeah. It would be weird. Because Band-Aid stuck on Ren. (laughs) (laughs) And Ken's missing this part. (laughs) Um, Is he? (laughs) What are you trying to say? Nothing. (laughs) Um, Because also also it looks like that that thing, I'm looking at a picture of him now, it looks like it continues or it's on the same track as the scar above his eye now. Hmm. Who else had scars on the right side of their face? Oh, Luke. Uh, Anakin. 
Um, mm-hmm. not saying, but mm-hmm. I'm saying. Um, then for the next few seconds, we get the poor crying beside Chewbacca in the cockpit of the Falcon. Uh, they are away from Mach 2, so the logical conclusion is Chewie has chosen the Porg as his new best pal. Oh Lord! <laughs> we we were at we were up in Georgia dealing with my father's death, and we went to Target because we needed to get clothes for the for the memorial service. And we walked by and we found the Porg. I think that was like twenty bucks that had the sound chip in it, oh. the plush. And she squeezed it and she goes, "Oh, I love it!" It's like <laughs> maybe Christmas, <laughs> maybe your birthday. So we know ideas to give people for Christmas. She wants a Porg if you can find. One, see what pops up. So, um, but then the Falcon is racing through tunnels laden with red crystals. Obviously, they are not Sith crystals because we now know because of the first couple issues. Well, actually, I believe issue one of the Darth Vader volume two, or as they put it, Darth Vader 2017. A Sith kyber crystal is a the reason why it's the red blade is because the kyber crystals are bleeding. So unless these are kyber crystals bleeding, they're not Sith crystals. Thank you very much. And that would be a whole lot of them bleeding. Yes. Uh, Kyber crystals are part of the Star Wars mythology and have been discussed in most recent books and in Rogue One. They're living crystals, and in order to turn them red, they have to bleed. Gee, I just said that. Which means someone has to infuse a large amount of crystals with pain and anger. That is seriously bad news. Kylo and Snoke could be responsible. Then they go, update. Alternatively, these are minerals below the surface of crate, which they also bring up. How about that crystalline fox that oh, we see? Yeah. Uh, I first saw that. And I'm like, ooh, it's a lothal, it's a, it's a giant lothal wolf. Like, I know, I did too. <laughs> I'm like, oh, Ahsoka? Uh-huh. Ahsoka spirits in this? Really? And then come find out they are, um, they're, they're crystalline, according to Ryan Johnson. Mm-hmm. So they're a crystalline fox. And then I guess there's a um, behind the scenes. Like a, that sounds like a weird band name. Yeah, but they show a picture of the of the animatronic for it. I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. this this is cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but the the foxes in the trailers are running into a shelter that looks like a resistance base. Which means they're not wild and trying to eat members of the resistance, like say uh, Wampus. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tauntauns were kept inside Echo Base on Hoth and Empire and were used as transportation. I don't think um, riding on one of these would be comfortable. I doubt it. There. Um, but with the animatronic you see in the picture on the Nerdist's uh, story, um, the crystal the the crystal covered caverns we see the falcon fly through under the surface uh this fox could be connected to the habitat and the resistance is offering them shelter uh, they have an intelligent look about them so they could be involved in running messages or carrying medicine so i don't know i mean yeah we see quite a few but who's to say that these aren't the reincarnation of the jedi through the force hmm. as well you know since that had been alluded to that that's what would happen what that was supposedly happening with ahsoka that we might see in Season 4 Rebels, which premieres on Monday. So set your DVRs, 12.30 in the morning, Eastern Time, the first two episodes drop. And they're going to do two episodes for six six weeks, I think they said? Four to six weeks? I believe so, yeah. So the season's going to, the season's going to end quick, because they're only doing 13 episodes. Mm. So, short season, which is sad. I wish they would do more. Yeah, but so, what can you do? Um, so next, uh, we see Finn take on Phasma. And 
at first I'm like, oh, oh yeah. cool, he's got a saber. Then we come and find out he's got the riot baton. Yeah. It's like, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm um, looking forward to seeing more of that fight. Yes. Um, again, the seeing the, the planet crate with all its white surface and the crimson dirt. Um, I just wanted to go, does someone pick on Carrie? <laughs> Sorry, horror joke. I know, bad, bad. Well, it um, is October, so we'll let it slide. It, it looks like the Battle of Crate will be a thing, which is awesome. Um, yeah. The world was once home to a rebel alliance base in the Galactic Civil War and has become a haven for the Resistance. Mm. Interesting. Now we get a better look at Snoke in the flesh, not a hologram. He looks mean. He looks angry. Um, he we, looks we, messed up. <laughs> we can't tell if his discussion with Ray is going well or not. Um, he seems like a tough love sort of teacher. Seeing Snoke <laughs> meet with Ray is shocking, but it's the only aspect that um, that had the writer take note. The scene indicates force. Uh, Snoke is a force user and a powerful one at that. Mm. Well, still kind of leads to the potential theory. Is Snoke Ezra? Mm, I don't know if I, I don't really like that one. But then again, is Ezra DJ, which <laughs> we still have not seen him in a trailer. Mm, that's true. Yeah. So, um, the other question is who who could Snoke be? Obviously, it's not Dooku. He lost his head. <laughs> well, you know, you'd sew it back on. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't it's, see that. Uh, it's General Grievous. That's what he looks like under all the armor <laughs> and stuff. Yeah, uh, he he just got too hot under the collar <laughs> after a laser blast. Um, uh, what could it be? So many, could it so many be possibilities. Another, could it be another Jedi who, who survived Order sixty six? That is no now full of hate and anger because of it mm. that's the other question um for me that i'm interested in finding out is what exactly are his motivations as well well the the other question could be could this be one of the emperor's clones that took its own that had its own life and identity instead of being fed the memories of palpatine right yeah but you know but it wasn't fully developed but still managed to survive mm. And then, of course, there's also the question, is he as uh, a Sith or something else entirely? This is true, too. This is true, too. So um, so I think that's that with the trailer. I, I don't think there's really anything more we could go on. I mean, we, mm. we've talked quite a bit. Well, good chunk of time, really. But the trailer, I mean, it deserves it, though. It, it oh, really yeah. does. So um, what could possibly come next? How about another trailer? What? <laughs> so allegedly, well, there's rumors going around now that there might actually be in existence a cut of a trailer for the Han Solo movie. No. Um, indeed. Uh, according to Cinelink's editor-in-chief, Jordan Mason, on his Twitter, he said, uh, heard that some hashtag Han Solo marketing stuff is done and a trailer cut is floating around. No idea when we'll see it, but one exists. Uh, hashtag Star Wars. As for the release date, it's possible that Lucasfilm will give it, be giving us the trailer this coming November. Then again, wow. mm, it's also hey, possible... Well, Thanksgiving week could be a ideal time could be well actually okay i haven't read the story so hopefully i'm not spoiling something you're about to say <laughs> last year disney did a theatrical or a thanksgiving special oh. and that's where we saw 
what first tease of last jedi yeah that's right or no that's what yes we saw a brief tease of last jedi but we also saw a a really good trailer for rogue one Mm. who's to say and and they said that this was going to be a a new thing that disney every year was going to do a a showcase show every thanksgiving to to highlight all the new properties coming out within the next year Mm. who's to say han solo's not going to be in this year's that would be an ideal time to do it does seem likely um another possible ideal time might be uh with the release of star wars last jedi uh and again on jordan mason's twitter uh somebody else tweeted in terms of a trailer i would be amazed if one dropped before before the last jedi uh attached to that seems logical Jordan Mason said, I've heard nothing specific, frustratingly, but November is possible with being attached to The Last Jedi being the next main choice. Uh, so, See, and, and to me, this, this is a speculation I can safely talk about because something like content that they air on the, on the t- on ABC side of things, company side of things, is, is not park-related news, so I, I don't know. So I'm fairly comfortable talking, giving my speculation. I don't think these guys... F- truly remember the fact that ABC was going to be starting the Thanksgiving special last year and it was going to be a mm. continuous thing and become a holiday must watch like the Macy's Parade. Right. So... I think you might be think- on to something there. I think if they're thinking it's coming out with The Last Jedi two weeks before, roughly, I'm double checking, uh, Thanksgiving's on the 24th, I think, right? I think it's on a, yes. I think it's on a Thursday this year. Okay, 23rd, sorry. <laughs> Friday is the 24th. It's not okay. going to be on the 30th, which is the, it's the fourth Thursday of the month. Right. Right? Yeah. 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 So that should be the 23rd. Uh, 23rd, one, two. Yeah, it's the 23rd. Three weeks, three weeks later is Force Awakens. It is uh, Last Jedi. I... So they could they could debut something on the Thanksgiving special. Yes. And then have it have it be a trailer that plays along with the Last Jedi. I I think I think the trailer is coming out of the Thanksgiving special. That's my yeah. speculation. You might be right. It, it, this could be an interesting debate topic on on Twitter and Facebook. As you hear mm. this, give us a shout on on Twitter and Facebook and let us know what do you think. So uh, the Han Solo movie comes out in on May 25th of next year. So they will, they're going to have to start um, pushing it sooner. So because right. they're not going to have as much time as they've had with all the other movies right. for marketing and stuff. Right. It's yeah. fine because because November November is a big month already. What with uh, Thor Ragnarok coming yep. out and the Justice League movie, um, but with the release of the this the trailer for the Last Jedi on Monday, that's kind of yeah taking over everything. So yep. they could easily keep that momentum going. Oh yeah, with the well, Han Solo. Well, who's to say Han Solo doesn't drop in three weeks on uh, with Thor Ragnarok? Mm, possibly. So could be interesting you, you know what else is interesting after seeing the trailer could kylo ren really be ray's brother mm. i still don't think so i don't think so either and i say that due to the reaction of leia at the at the end of the film mm. she, leia knows her 
but not that wasn't motherly love. Yeah. I'm wondering maybe they're cousins. Yeah. I yeah, still I think they're I, cousins. Yeah. But I don't believe they're brother or sister. I don't think so either. Now, we Again, this comes from the nerds. Uh, we've been treated to the brand new Star Wars trailer. It's reignited one of our personal favorite fan theories. Just how closely are Ray and Kylo's fates intertwined? Um, the newest glimpse of Ryan jo- Johnson's Last Jedi focuses heavily on the two sides of the Force and their human reflections in Ray and Kylo. It's very clear that the relationship between the two will be key in the new film. Uh, do they have a shocking history that may be revealed very, very soon? Or could it be in that grand Star Wars tradition, Ben and Ray are actually related? Maybe even, even... <sighs> siblings shock face jazz hands wait <laughs> um to really get into this wild theory we need to go back to force awakens do we really need to mm-hmm. uh, who, who, uh, this is rosy night over at the nerdist do we really need to go back to force awakens for this um and, and look what we know about kylo ren and his parents han and leia yeah he was the emo kid exemplifies the the millennials and he killed his dad point blank and he's wearing all black so black lives matter (laughs) sorry bad joke um we know for certain that he's their son and he was a child that they sent away to be taught by luke who was also training an entirely new generation of jedi uh while there kylo betrayed the newly established jedi order and formed the knights of ren obviously uh so horrifying that it led Luke to living in exile while Rey find, found him at the end of Force Awakens. What if Kylo's followed the lead of his grandfather, killing younglings? No. Not younglings. Mm. Um, Always with the younglings. Along with his Knights of Ren that Luke was training. Younglings included, including his sister Rey Solo. See, I think they're stretching because she's already Solo. Mm. Uh, no. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha on that one. Mm. Uh, Han and Leia were clearly torn apart by Ben's venture to the dark side. So much so, they to- it tore them apart. Could that be because they just didn't lose their son, but also lost a daughter that they were even too devastated to mention? Um, according to Rosie, she goes, stay with us here because we do actually have stuff to back us up. Let's talk about that forced flashback that Ray had when she held Luke's lightsaber for the first time. Ray was thrown backwards into a hallucinatory ride through what appeared to be her own memories, one of, it, one of which is particularly significant when we look at the likelihood that Kylo and Rey may, may actually be brother and sister. During the Force flashback, we also see her kneeling before Kylo as he slices down someone in front of her. Okay, I need to go back and look at this again. The moment seems instantly terrifying and threatening, but what if instead, Rey being, ne- being next to die, Kylo was actually protecting his little sister, the Force-sensitive sibling that he couldn't quite kill- bring himself to kill? This would explain why Rey saw Luke in her mind and then immediately remembered being left in Jakku. Could it be it was actually Kylo who left who left her there, letting Snoke, mm. the Knights of Ren, and his own parents think she was dead? Mm. So now we're saying Kylo Ren is like Snape, or yeah, Snape from Harry Potter. Mm, indeed. Really? Well, he kind of does resemble him in a way, appearance-wise. Yeah. Uh, this could explain why. 
Kylo was so terrified of the girl when he heard that Ray helped Finn and BB-8 escape Jakku, and yet also so quick to offer to train her and bring her to the dark side as his apprentice, which means he's going to then try and kill kill Snoke. Um, did you know? Did Kylo know that his young powerful that this young powerful woman was actually the sister he had left behind on the distant trading post so many years ago? Is this the case where it could also explain Han and Rey's immediate connection? Was he looking for a surrogate daughter to replace the one he lost so many years ago? If the theory is true, as wild as it is, uh, it could lean to the idea hinted in the trailer that Kylo and Rey may actually team up. Go, go, power stranglers. Um, <laughs> maybe Rey will be the key to Kylo's redemption. Or maybe the two of them joining forces will truly balance the force once and for all. Or maybe Ray becomes Sith and Kylo becomes good. How about that one you didn't think about? Yo-ho. So, mm, questions for your brain. Will The Last Jedi give us a Kylo Ray team up? What's the likelihood Ray goes dark side? Let us know your thoughts. At Wookie Radio on Twitter, at Wookie Radio on Facebook, be it our page or our group, Wookie at WookieRadio.net. We want to hear from you. But there's even more with Ray. There. Is there? Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Daisy Ridley. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say what. <laughs> you kind of, you kind of threw me for a loop there. So. Uh, Just like Channing Tatum. Oh wait, sorry. Uh, You're not Kylan. Mm, yeah. Well, yeah, <laughs> I can. I'm starting to grow to to feel the same way as Kylan. Um. Yeah. So anyway, as we were saying, um, there's an interesting bit of uh news here about how about Daisy joining the Star Wars universe and uh, how she handled it. So, uh, of course... Oops, sorry, I have an ad playing. <laughs> it was there. Um, yeah, it's gone. Uh, so, if you're coming on to the Star Wars universe, it can be... Uh, I'm sure it must be simultaneously thrilling and terrifying. Uh, you know it's going to be a su- success. That's pretty much guaranteed. Uh, you get to appear in one of the most iconic franchises of all time. And... Uh, <laughs> If the whole acting career doesn't work out, you can make a living on the convention circuit, <laughs> as many have. Until you go to jail, like one has. Mm. Uh, Did I say that out loud? Uh, a little Did, bit. You know, um, Lloyd. Oh, mm-hmm. Why can't I Jake, remember? Jake Lloyd. Jake. Dude. We, we hope you're getting better. Honestly, you, you, Marty yeah. and I interviewed him on Weeby Geeks, and he was so much fun. He was great, very intelligent young man. And dude, I hope you're getting the help that you that you need. Because I'm sorry, I I want to see you back amongst the Star Wars fans. Despite not your fault, you had a bad script from Lucas. Um, you know, it, it's you you can't control that. You you, you did an awesome job. I, I thought your care for what you had to work with, you you did an amazing job. And, you're, and we're gonna get the hate mail at wiki at wikiradio.net about that but you know what it's okay so sorry all set <laughs> all set didn't mean so, to soapbox there as i was saying um so this, <laughs> sorry <laughs> this is uh this is an article from we got this com, and they're talking about how how daisy ridley approached the star wars franchise uh because as we mentioned it can be a great thing but it can also be a bad thing if you screw it up because it, that will follow you forever for, until the day you die. Yeah. Uh, be, because Star Wars fans will not forgive anybody messing with their baby. <laughs> <laughs> I just gave an example, Jake Lloyd. <laughs> uh, let's so, add another one. Uh, Hayden Christensen. 
Ah, yes. Um, so that's probably why J.J. Abrams gave some pointed advice to the new to then newcomer Daisy Ridley when she was cast as Rey. Uh, in a recent interview with Vogue, she laid out what he said. He said, understand the scale. This is not a role in a movie. This is a religion for people. It changes things on a level that is inconceivable. You don't know what you're getting into. You don't. Mm-hmm. I don't think we knew what we were getting into when we went to start this podcast. Indeed. So, so basically, he told her, you know, to, it's not just a regular movie role. This is something that's important to the fans, and it has a legacy behind it. And uh, you know, not to uh, not to scare her off or anything, but you know, right. So. So, okay, <laughs> I like this part. <laughs> Having just rebooted Star Trek, it's safe to say Abrams knew what he was talking about. <laughs> yeah. Everyone wants to be a Mark Hamill, Carrie Fisher, or Harrison Ford. <laughs> Nobody wants to be an Ahmed Best or even, oh, here we go, a Jake Lloyd. Yeah. Apparently, Again, both of them are getting are getting the bad end of the, of the stick despite mm. the, the roles were their performances were good considering what they had to work with. Yeah, really. I mean, you know, you can only do so much with what you're given. Yeah. Uh, apparently, Daisy's reaction to this was simply to nod enthusiastically, only for things to sink in when she walked onto the set, set and see X-Wings parked in landing bays and the Millennium freaking Falcon. Yeah. Say that three times fast. Uh-huh. And then it probably really hit home when Abrams notoriously took her aside on the first day of filming and told her she was wood. Some candid advice that apparently kicked her performance into high gear. I mean, we all know the results. Yep. So. Yeah. So, so I think that that was good advice, though. I mean, you gotta you gotta treat Star Wars with with a bit, of, you know, yeah. a bit of respect. Yeah. Well, you you know, we had a story that we were thinking about doing this week about the fandom and the toxic toxicity problem involved. I think we're gonna save that for another another week because mm-hmm. um, that one's kind of open ended. But um, we have books coming out next week. Uh, we got three. Uh, two comics and a, another book that comes out on Friday, which is odd that it's a Friday, not normal Tuesday for regular books. Mm. Um, Wednesday the 18th, we have Poe Dameron number 20, written by Charles Soule and uh, art by Angel Unzueta. Uh, General Leia Organa gave Poe Dameron an important task. Locate the mysterious Lorsan Tika, and our hero may be closer than he thinks. Mm. Uh, also coming out Wednesday the 18th, Captain Phasma number four, which is four or four. Phasma and Pilot are dis- are in disguise. After tracking down a First Order officer to a mysterious planet, Captain Phasma finds herself leading a new army against a new threat. Find out how the biggest and baddest officer of the Galactic First Order makes her way across the galaxy before she reunites with her team in The Last Jedi. And then finally, coming out Friday the 20th, uh, it's the Han Solo trilogy. It's a Star Wars Legends book. Uh, by A.C. Crispin, the hardback bonded leather edition. Uh, this Barnes and Noble exclusive edition collates A.C. Crispin's Han Solo trilogy, the Paradise Snare, the Hut Gambit, and Rebel Dawn in a bonded leather collector's edition. Ooh, nice! That one sounds cool. That it one, also sounds expensive, but uh, well, if you click the link for it, um. These stories take place between 26 to 3 years before the Battle of Yavin. The cover, uh, let me share this link with you, Derek, as we're talking about it on, on the show. And the li- listeners, go to, go to Barnes & Noble and check this out. Uh, look at the picture of the, the front and back of this book and the spine. 
is that not gorgeous? On the spine, you had the Rebel logo, the the Rebel Alliance logo on top, the title, uh, silhouettes of Han and Chewie, and at the bottom, it looks like the, 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 as if you're looking at the front of the cockpit. Yeah, that's cool. The back cover with Hut and Fett, the Falcon on the front, top view. So how much is this book, how much is this book running at Barnes and Nobles? No. Really? Bonded leather edition. Take a guess how much. I dare you. For all three books. Bonded, bonded leather edition. I'd say 150. Lower. God, I feel 100? like we're doing a price game at uh, I know, right? Price is right. <laughs> Lower. 50. Lower. Really? 35. Lower. What? 20? Higher. 25. Lower. 2395. 2250. Hey, wow, <laughs> really? Yeah. Apparently, you can save 10%. Uh, I guess if you order it online, I guess that's going to go for $25. But man, this would be a great book to grit, pick up. Yeah, wow. I mean, to get all three books in this nice bonded leather. Uh, that is, that's an yes, amazing hello. price. Hello, Derek and I have Hanukkah and Christmas coming up, just like the rest of y'all. We would be more than happy. I'm sure Ken would love this, too. Since my birthday's passed, I believe, Derek, your birthday's passed. Yep. I think Ken's birthday's passed, but still, we, we, we were gracious. <laughs> yeah, twenty two fifty, Amazing. I, I, that I, is. I, be, yeah. So I'm I'm excited for this. I, I'm definitely excited for this now. Oh, yeah. So, um... Let let me see. Is there anything else we could possibly grab real quick off StarWars.com that we could have an interesting... Well, we talked about Star Wars Rebels coming on Monday, briefly. Um, Star Wars Rebels Season 4 viewing schedule. Uh, Monday, 16th, Monday the 16th is Heroes of Mandalore Parts 1 and 2. If you hadn't already seen it at the Star Wars Rebels panel at Celebration. So this will be mm. my second time seeing it. Sorry to rub mm. it in. Um, <laughs> but it's... I can't wait for Zoe to see it for the first first time since she, this has got a lot of Sabine in it, and she loves Sabine. I I think this this might. She's still gonna love Sabine, but I think she's really gonna have an emotional tear with her once you and you'll understand after you see see this. Uh-huh. Um, it, it, it's gonna pull at your heartstrings with Sabine, and it, it's yeah. Um, Monday the twenty third, we're gonna get in the name of the rebellion parts one and two. Monday May thirtieth or October thirtieth, May thirtieth, we get the occupation and flight of the defender. Uh, Monday, uh, November 6th, Kindred and Crawler command, Commandadeer, Commandeers. And then Monday the, th- the 13th, the final episode, um, Rebel Assault. Okay, wait. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. So that's nine episodes mm. going into the holidays. And then following a holiday break, Star Wars Rebels will return in early 2018 for its final rep- final run of episodes leading up to the top secret series finale. Mm. I have a feeling that's going to be a big one. Yep. But no, I mean, Heroes of Mandalore, again, I know what this one's like. In the name of the Rebellion, that's going to be intriguing. Mm. The Occupation, okay. Flight of the Defender. Uh Rebel Assault. I'm thinking video game here. (laughs) I'm thinking the video (laughs) game. What are they going to do? I... So one, two, three, four, for five weeks, nine episodes in five weeks. Um, it's going to go fast, but you can always experience the tapings or ex- experience the episodes 
every Monday with five airings throughout the day, 12.30 a.m., 3 a.m., 7.30 a.m., which means you can watch it before you go to work. Okay, part of it. Uh, 5.30 p.m. and 9 p.m. But you know what? You got the DVR or DVR it. Uh, you can also watch on the Disney XD app and video on demand. And then uh, the StarWars.com's Rebel Recon, which is behind the scenes series, will be posted after the 9 p.m. broadcast with episode guides published the next day on Tuesdays at 9 a.m. Eastern. So, which I like, I like the episode guides because I love the trivia, the, the photo gallery with the trivias. Yeah. Where they talk. So yeah, so that's the viewing guy. It's a good way to it's a good way to catch something you might have missed too. Yeah, uh, well, let me find a good example. Let's go season three. Uh, in zero hour episode guide, uh, the trivia track, trivia gallery. Um, we'll start here. This episode marks the series debut of the Imperial Death Troopers, a design first seen in Rogue One. The troopers that accompany Thrawn have incandescent spots on their helmets, which were part of the movie costume design and seen widely on Rogue One production images, but were ultimately left unlit in the finished film. Mm-hmm. So the slight green tint to the to the eyes, or the, uh, the green portholes. Uh, seen briefly in Secret Cargo, General Jan Dodonna makes his proper series debut in this episode episode actor michael bell provided the voice a younger bell could be heard in star wars a new hope as the voice of commander willard in the original film so this is the type of stuff you get in the uh you know on the on the trivia gallery commander sato's defense formation a rock or arik one gets his name from the arabish alphabet the first letter of arabish is arik hmm. uh when hera orders the evacuation we hear the signal k10 given this is the same evacuation code signal announced on hoth when princess leia gives the same order in empire strikes back ah interesting um Thrawn makes mention of the the Danon tactics employed by the rebels. The Danons are another name for the Achaeans, the ancient Greeks, in the Iliad and the Odyssey. Um, let's see what's another good one. The eight-spoked cog on the shoulder of Ezra's spacesuit indicates that it dates back to the Republic. Good thing it's built to last. Yeah, his spacesuit. No, of course we're talking about the last. Uh, the spacesuit looked like something that was worn by Ahsoka and Anakin and even Obi Wan during the few space battle scenes that they were in mm. when they went from one ship to another with the clones. And of course the clones are all self-contained. Uh, Tristan Wynn's armor has been marked. By some, with a Sabine illustration on his right shoulder. Uh, Grand Admiral Thrawn wears a version of the Imperial Officer battle armor seen previously on General Veers in Empire Strikes Back and oh. Governor Tarkin in Rebels. Thrawn's version yes. keeps his uniform coloring and has his insignia on top of his helmet, on top of the helmet. Um... The finale brings an end to Phoenix Squadron with the destruction of the Phoenix Nest Carrier, the death of Commander Sato, and the loss of Adolin, Atolin. Sure. So, yeah. So that that's some of the stuff you get in the in the trivia gallery. So I, I, I think it's kind of cool. I, so I can't wait. And of course, you also get a behind-the-scenes gallery where you see how they do, like, the character uh, key art and coloring and stuff like that. Right. So... And that's also where we get our 10 highlights for each episode that we talk about here um, mm-hmm. to give to help guide us through some great dis- discussion points, etc. So, um, but that's going to kind of bring us close to a close. Any final thoughts? Um, oh, just my final thoughts will be on Ken hoping he gets out okay. We can hope. That's all we can do is hope. Mm-hmm. Um, other than that, I don't think we have anything else. Uh, Chewy. 
Okay, R2. I guess we can take that in consideration. So um, I guess that's going to bring us to a close. So all we're going to say is this is our wrap-up. Bye-bye. Give the evacuation code signal. All right, cut the chatter. Jinx, I can hold it. Pull up! No, I'm all right. I have placed information vital to the survival of the rebellion into the memory systems of this R2 unit. I lost R2! <laughs>